0: 284 games are down. There's only one to go. It's time to recap the NFC and AFC championships, preview of the Super Bowl. But first of all, congratulations to my co host, Joey Moore, on the 49ers making the big game NFC champions 2023. This is the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm Eric Stenholm. I'm going to turn it over to Joey here. Top five sports moment in your life for sure. This is your fourth chance for one of your teams to win the title. Uh, you had the Niners in 2012 and 2019, the Sharks in 2016. God, I hope the fourth, t- fourth time is a charm. How are you doing after that uh, NFC Championship victory?
1: You know, I, I like to look at it more of like the Super Bowl this year will be the third day. I could wake up and be like, this could be the freaking day.
0: Because the
1: Sharks, <laughs> God bless them, no chance. Did not have one of those days there and never really were in it. So really, it's just a three. It'll be the third Super Bowl. Um, And I was thinking today, like, oh, I kind of miss, like, let's have a game this week. Like, why is it two weeks to the Super Bowl? And I'm like, you know what? That's two weeks you get to enjoy being in the Super Bowl before you mm. potentially lose it. So I was <laughs> like, you know what? It's not the end of the world. But, yeah, I mean, what What a freaking game. I mean, the the postseason has gone so opposite of what the regular season has been this year and then just seasons past, regular season and postseason, have just been, you know, when they win, they win big. You know, there hasn't mm. been too many close games. If there, if there are, they usually lose them. So mm. to win in the ways they've won, especially Sunday, was, I mean... Yeah, I let's, mean, dive I didn't right, even convince, let's dive didn't, right into it. I didn't, I didn't even it, think it, they were going to win until like, I mean... <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, I, the whole ha- first half and it, even past that. I'm like, well, this, you know, this year was kind of fun, but like ultimately, like, I mean, I, I thought I thought they had to get to this point. If they lose to the Chiefs, depending on how it goes, like you could say they maximized this roster this season. Mm-hmm. I don't feel nearly as strong about them being the best team. I mean, they clearly have like some serious deficiencies, like especially right now defensively. Um, yeah did like it just makes me question like are we really as good especially on defense as i thought we were but yeah
0: it shows how good the roster is that the bare minimum for you to consider this season a success was to win the nfc so i mean this is a huge game let's first recap uh niners lions so first instant classic one of those like you don't see these games too often where it's entirely one team in the first half and entirely the other team in the second half. Granted, the Niners got the ball to start the second half. They only got three off that opening drive. But it was just a wild game. I, I really felt like the Niners re- never really got solid footing until like the very end of the third quarter, which is pretty wild for a game that they ended up winning relatively comfortably. That's what I was going to
1: say. Like, You know what's <laughs> crazy is like they were down, but they also had a 10-point lead.
0: With, like, two minutes In and the two quarter. seconds left. Yeah. And they, I mean, it got down to the point where all you had to do was recover an onside kick, which if I would have told you that at halftime, you would have been like, huh, what happened to the stadium fall I mean, be- down? Even
1: before the game, like, when I thought, like, okay, like, I think we're a better team, like you win. But, like, you would take that against any team, any game. I don't even care if it's, like, you know, the Niners playing Carolina or something. Like, you would mm-hmm. take, just recover the onside kick to win the game, like, mm-hmm. as a fan. So to say that even after them down seventeen at halftime is just wild.
0: Yeah, and I mean the first half really had both of us questioning SF's defense. I mean it was it was to me one of the more lethargic performances of the season it the was, way they came out of the game.
1: Well, it was everything I I was worried about Detroit. I mean
0: right, just running the ball I down mean, your throat every time.
1: I mean David Montgomery. And then Jimmy or Gibbs, like, I thought they'd have good days. But then Jameson Williams, like, okay, wow. They got three guys, like, just shown it down our throat. Their and number like,
0: three wide receiver busted a 4 yard I like,
1: I love kicking. I'm, I'm a big, like, let's kick the ball off to start the game. Like, I want the ball second half. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you do kick it off and they go four plays right down your throat, like, touchdown, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> like...
0: Um, and then the Niners followed it up with a 3-and-out, which is stunning for a Shanahan offense, which always scores on the first drive.
1: Yeah, well, I was it the first or second one they went 3-and-out? Because when did the, Moody miss the kick? He missed the kick. He missed a kick,
0: he missed a kick on second the drive? second one, okay. yeah. The first drive was a 3-and-out, and I was like, hmm. And that's when you texted me, not ideal.
1: No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just It's just... Even, even after the, the, the win, I just, I don't get, like, I really don't understand. Like, Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Nick Mullins. Right?
0: Breaking news? By a mile.
1: Okay. Especially with the what the Vikings were at the end of the season. No Kirk. I think, well, I think Jefferson played. But still. Nader's offense, much better. Why on earth? Did it look so difficult to throw against the Detroit Lions?
0: <laughs> Nick Mullins threw for eight hundred yards across. You those know, what, two like games.
1: like why? I you know just like some. It's like Dallas has better has like better players. You know, but it was like we're gonna be able to like move the ball them. and they did. But like Detroit was like we're gonna be able to move the ball them. and no took a <laughs> whole half and a half two and a half quarter or two yeah two and a half quarters
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Yeah, it took a 50 yard face mask pop up, like (laughs) catch by Ayuk to really get good. It's like, wow. But yeah, no, the first half, our defensive line, I mean,
0: bums. The discourse on Twitter was Steve Wilkes might get fired at halftime. I mean, it's. But, like, in defense of him,
1: in defense of him, this organization believes in a front four. Like, front four, play coverage. Like, they don't like blitzing, just like from Kyle and John. Like, that's how they've always, they how they've built the team. When they built this team, they expected it to be Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, and, and, well, I think they thought Drake Jackson, but he's he's hurt. Another edge rusher. But still, that's why they traded for Chase Young, who's a horrible football player right now. Like, he's (laughs) terrible. Uh
0: and, you, they run it to his side every time. You were saying it's just like every time you see him on the field, you're like, "Here comes a run to wherever like, he is." And,
1: and like Randy Gregory, they just haven't had uh, all of their defensive linemen are prioritized rushing the passer. Like like Bosa is obviously he could he could do both, but he's he's a pass rusher. But like, I mean Hargrave is is not very big, so like they just get tossed in in the run
0: game mm. and. It's and just, it all falls on Greenlaw. And,
1: yeah, it and does. And, 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 like, so, specifically, just, when their front four doesn't dominate against the run or pass, because, like, I'm... uh, I think, well, Bosa had, I think, two sacks of Goff, but, like, we're really not getting pressure. Like, Jared Goff mm-hmm. was chilling back the there. The first half I think was Bosa's one At least Bosa's first sack was completely, like, unblocked. Like, missed like yeah. missed the protection. And then I think the second one, it might have been, like, a quick... Like, it wasn't, like... Wow, just four guys collapse the pocket, and it's like he's going down. Um, so, like, when they don't dominate, like, this defense struggles. Um, and, and you saw it. And, and then on top of that, Detroit can run. I mean, their offense is really good. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was everything you worried about. And and then the second half, like, the, the most underrated part of the game is, like, we can talk to the end of the earth about The not kicking it for like Dan Campbell. But I think the crazier thing is I believe they only had six runs like in the second half.
0: After just destroying you on the ground in the first half. Very strange choice there. I was hammering that home. I was like, you have a 17-point lead and the ball in the second half of an NFC championship, and you're a running football team. That's your identity. What the hell are they doing? We'll talk about Baltimore later because I think they were even more egregious than Detroit with their calling passes for no reason when they're a running football team. But I mean, second half, if you're a Lions fan, even after the Niners march down the field, settle for a moody field goal to make it. it's like as a fan,
1: that's like, wow, we needed seven.
0: Like, what's yeah, three getting? Lions fans had to be thinking at that point, oh my god. Oh, I'd be thrilled we got if I was a Lions fan. Lead. And then it literally all went to total shit from there. Twenty-four-three just... from that point forward. Or twenty four seven. You know what's you know what's
1: crazy is, is like what made Dan Campbell decide to not go for it at the end of the first half? Right, he was like, okay, be smart, kick it here, because you could tell that, like the team. Oh, he wanted he to. wanted to. He's like, <laughs> it. he's like just <laughs> kidding, right? So like, why was that okay to kick it there and like, I'm telling you as a fan, I guarantee you the players feel the same. If they would have kicked it and made it seventeen again, like. You're just like, oh, my God, like, we need the ball three times and, like, two touch like.
0: And he had two opportunities to do that and chose against it both times. Now, granted, he's in plus field position. I'm sure the analytics said either go for it or it was close to 50-50. I think I read that it basically
1: but... made no difference, like, analytics-wise. But I'm just saying, like, analytics...
0: Throw it out the window like, for a minute, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not, like, one of those, like, screw analytics, like, you know... Bruce Bochy type, like, manager or something. Like, I'm going with my gut. But, like, you can't tell me analytics doesn't factor in. Like, this is a playoff game. The pressure is all on the 49ers, like, to get to the Super Bowl. Down 17 at home, like, or down 14 at home at the time. Like, you kick that field goal to make it 17, the mm. the building sinks. Like, it just... And,
0: and the point that uh Burkhart and Olsen hammered home, too, was... They have a reliable kicker. Like He's not a household name, but he was, I believe, 88 or 89% on the year. And it wasn't like a 50-yarder. And it wasn't in horrible conditions like it was uh, at Levi's the the week before. So it was like, I I thought considering all that and considering the Niners are not a team that plays from behind, very strange choice. Like, if you're going against an ultimately high-powered offense led by a Brady, a Rodgers, a Breeze, a Peyton Manning, okay, you're going against a team that is a run-first football team in the Niners with a quarterback who, yes, he's very good and he crushes it in Kyle's system. He's not, uh, you know, a Hall of Fame passer. I don't think he's going to be. Like, why would you not take a three-possession lead there? That's. But even all, if you are you know, going
1: against Mahomes, that's would be like what you would do.
0: You know what I'm saying? You just want to make it so that they have to pay, basically possess the ball three more times than you have any like, chance.
1: Like even at that point, up fourteen with the ball, fourth down there, like, like Detroit had their foot on our neck. Like mm-hmm. Campbell wanted to pick his foot up, high it and like cleat spike our neck.
0: Yeah. With the fourth, down. <laughs> he wanted to suplex. Like you when got. all he had to
1: do was <laughs> like just put the foot down a little harder, like with a field goal, and like yeah. we're 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 gonna suffer. We're gonna run out of time.
0: Yeah.
1: Like even if we score touchdowns, we're gonna run out of time.
0: And this is the main discourse after that second half. It isn't this supremely talented 49er team rose from the ashes and defeated the Lions. It's Dan Campbell had the Niners by the balls and he let him go. And it's a tough way to see that Lions season end. As an impartial observer, I was pretty shocked that this is the guy, Dan Campbell, who all year has kind of been the story in the NFL. He's taken the worst franchise in NFL history and brought him to the precipice of the Super Bowl. And it basically kind of, goes all out the window with our last impression of this 2023 Lions team being an absolute choke fest in the second half um but back to the Niners I don't think they
1: choked though like if they kick the field goals they like you know what I'm saying
0: well and it's not necessarily maybe that the Josh Reynolds choked, is he that the coaches the well Josh Reynolds Dan Campbell Ben Johnson, frankly, I think all three of the fourth downs that they didn't convert on offense were pretty weak play calls except for the Reynolds one, which should have been caught. Um, Man, I mean, I feel for the Lions fans. Obviously, I'm happy for all the Niner fans in my life that they get to go to the Super Bowl, but it would have been freaking wild if the Detroit Lions were in the Super Bowl. would have been I think I said it
1: last (laughs) week. Like, it's cool Dan Campbell. Like, I'll say this about him. He stuck, he believed it. Like, he stuck to it. Like, he was consistent all year. Like, he did not change. Like, unlike, you know, we'll talk about the Ravens. They completely flipped the script. Like, mm-hmm. he was what he said he was and is. So, like, you can't really, you know,
0: at least you could say that. He's consistent. People were saying if he switched and played more timid in the NFC Championship game, that would have been Brandon Staley energy. You know, you're like, right. you're Mr. I-go-for-it, and then you chicken out in the big like moment. Like, he, he
1: did it. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I guess I said it, I think I said it last week, like, when you coach like that, you coach like you're the inferior team. Mm-hmm. And the reality was, is Detroit, for most of that game, was not just, like, better, but, like, much better. and Much like, more
0: physical, that's for sure. Like,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, some of these run like, the Jameer Gibbs touchdown was like, what are we, like, where are we going? Like, you went untouched <laughs> gonna... from, like, the 20 or something. <laughs>
0: Like you got blown off the field.
1: Like it just
0: it looked lazy,
1: um, and then yeah, I just, I mean the fumble also was like I mean to 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 get the touchdown from yeah. Ayuk, um, which by the way very underrated or like like that was a third down like third and goal from like the seventh yeah. like to get that I mean was huge because
0: um, that cut it to but seven. But then to
1: immediately. Mm-hmm. Fumble, like, because, again, if he would have fumbled, like, after five minutes go off the clock and fumble, like, in our territory, like, time goes off and we still got to go the whole field, you know? Right. But to fumble immediately, to waste no time, and then we, we, another touchdown is like,
0: oh. I mean, in our preview of the Niner Lion game, my point I was trying to make was, does the Dan Campbell aggressiveness worry you? I don't think that either of us could have imagined that it would have reared its head as much as it did. Like, that is the main storyline of that game is that he was so aggressive that it basically killed the Lions' season there in the second half. So it's like, yes, it's what got him to the dance, but, I mean, like you said, you can't coach, like, your Boise State and their Oklahoma That's exa- I thought about <laughs>
1: that so hilarious, you because I thought about that. Like, they did. They were, like, hook and ladder, Statue of Liberty, like, everything. And it's like... Like, what, like, why? Like, you, like, Detroit had the same record. The game was only here because of a conference record tiebreaker. Like, I mean, and then, you know what was crazy that I saw, too? is post-game. He's like, we may never get back. Like, so you just got to go for it. I'm like, may never get back. I mean, he's right. Like, I said last, like, you may never get back. Statistically, yes. Like, (laughs) like, he is right. But, like, to say that, like, man, I just, shit. Like, we got, it'd be hard to get back here, man. Like, I had to go, (laughs) it's like. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Especially with that division looking up next year. So that's it for the Lions. Obviously, we're going to preview the Super Bowl a bunch here in a minute. Um, we got to talk about Baltimore KC. That was the first game on Sunday. Um, we were texting each other throughout that one. One of the most poorly coached games on the Baltimore side that I have seen in a big game. My brother was texting me about this. We were looking back at you know previous championship games. Hard to remember the last time a team fell this flat. Um, obviously, there was the Vikings in 2017 against Philly. Um, the championship game that featured the Packers and the Bucks. I believe the Bucks were up like 28-3 or 21-3 at the half. So that was yeah, another example. But it was the first one in a long time where it was just like one team just does not have it from the jump, and that was the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar... Probably going to be the unanimous MVP for the second time in his career this year. Um, He was awesome in the divisional round. I don't know what happened. Obviously, um, Todd Munkin getting a ton of the flack for that play calling they ran the ball i believe it was on 28 or 27% of their plays when usually it's in the 55 to 60 range i don't know why you would go away from your bread and butter in a game where you're at home it's bad weather you're against mahomes you can control the ball they just stopped running the ball about halfway through the first quarter after they got that first touchdown to zay flowers and i was like what is this team doing i mean one of the worst home Championship game performances that I can ever remember. Uh, Just a decimating game for Lamar's legacy, for John Harbaugh, him having this opportunity to be one of those rare coaches that wins multiple Super Bowls in multiple decades across eras. Like, it doesn't really happen, eras, ding. God damn it. Yeah, that hurts. But, I mean, (laughs) I didn't even think about
1: it until you said it. I'm like,
0: (laughs) oh, we try to go, we try to not do it, but there it is. So my note here was, is this a a game that you look at as equal parts Casey winning with that great defense and doing just enough on offense and Baltimore losing, or was this basically all on Baltimore, given it was at home and given how flat they looked from the second the game started?
1: Well, I mean, the correct answer is somewhat of both. But, um, yeah, beating Patrick Mahomes is really difficult and boy, did, uh, Taylor's boyfriend have have a vintage game. He was damn good,
0: really damn. He good. was in his bag. <laughs> he, I yeah, thought he, he was, was cooked.
1: <laughs> he was sensational, um, but still, at the end of the day, they scored seventeen points. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: every Baltimore fan in the world would have taken. Oh,
1: 17. you tell me they score seventeen in two weeks? Oh, sign me up! <laughs> like so, but the big thing and like. The, those those, quarter, those those people who told told Lamar like years ago to be a running back boy they had a good day Sunday like it was a it was a really bad look for Lamar Jackson like I think like I think something was up like with the play calling because you know they don't I'm sure Lamar went to Todd Munkin, and like he has some input on the game plan and stuff. Like mm. he wants to throw, he like he wants to be seen as a as a guy who can win from the pocket, because not only did they not call running plays, he didn't run, like as right. much. So like, he wants to be seen as like a guy who can throw darts in the pocket. And the reality is, Sunday was like, nope, like can't do it.
0: Like you're not that guy.
1: Like you're not the, like it was. It was bad. It was it was bad, and. Um, The turnover, like, the pick in the end zone, like, on what planet was he open? There were three white jerseys.
0: It was the worst throw of 2023, all things considered, given the moment. I thought they had rested some momentum away from KC. Casey had, I believe, eight possessions in the second half and had zero points. Yeah. Baltimore kept giving them the ball back, and they would just give it right back to him immediately. And then there was the big... um, uh, swing there where they had a nice punt return. They started at like the KC 45, and I'm thinking, okay, if they score here, they're down, uh, th- at that point they would be down three, and I'm like, this is anybody's game at that point. And I-, I believe it was on either first or second down. He throws that duck into the end zone, and I was like, that's the worst throw of the year, bar none. Like, it, it killed like, any Kelsey chance. Like, Kelsey had a had. huge
1: day, but again, they scored 17 points. Like, Mahomes, like, he didn't play like, like he played darn near perfect in terms of his like completion percentage and like everything, and still again, seventeen points and you're at home mm-hmm. and like it was it was Greg Roman was probably had a
0: cigar. Oh, he had a great day being like, look, it so wasn't, he was he was fired because <laughs> we
1: ran the ball too much and like after Sunday, like we're saying you didn't run enough. Like
0: if Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator, the I think the Ravens would be in the Super Bowl. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Like he would have just run it. Like
1: that's what just gets me like was it the uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Greg Roman was fired because he deep down inside didn't think Lamar could throw the ball. And well, Sunday, at this point, when it matters, he's right.
0: Great regular season, great first playoff game, especially in the second half. But he's like, two here's, and 4 here's my in the thing. playoffs now and here's the losses my have all looked like, like this that. Is,
1: one. I could I could go on a whole like rant about, like, how I feel about how we talk about players in the league and quarterbacks especially. But, like, because, I mean, even as a Niner fan, like, like, would I be uncomfortable giving Brock Purdy Lamar's contract? um absolutely freaking <laughs> woolly But, like, this conversation of him being a complete, like, just scrub, like, being carried by everybody, like, some – like. Does Lamar Jackson win that game for the Niners if they like? Does he?
0: Not a chance.
1: That's my point.
0: I mean, this the is the crazy thing, thing too is is it's...
1: I've crapped on Jalen Hurts a lot this year. Jalen Hurts won that game last year. Like he could come from behind. Jalen Hurts could. Yes. But like, does Lamar? And to be honest, I forgot to say this stat last week. But to be honest, does Josh Allen win that game? I think he does, but Absolutely. he hasn't. Yeah. And I saw the stat last week Joe against, against the Chiefs. I mean, <laughs> well, he does if he's healthy. That's his problem. Oh, yeah. But Josh Allen against the Chiefs two weeks ago, or a week ago, I saw a stat. He was only 10 of 21 throwing the ball beyond the, not 10 yards, the line of scrimmage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 10 of 21.
0: Like. And those weren't terrible conditions for that game.
1: But I just feel we we like Lamar Jackson, like he's he damn near might be a unanimous MVP. Well, not maybe not unanimous. Like Tyreek Hill, McCaffrey might get some votes, but people have already said he's won his second MVP. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd not like Patrick Mahomes has never had a game like that, ever. Like people think like his oh he's great like these these ridiculous arm angle throws and stuff. The reason why Patrick Mahomes is 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 might be like already number two or three quarterback ever? I mean you can make a serious case he's number two. Mm -hmm. Is because his low is like higher than everybody. Like (laughs) like he's so like consistent. Like Lamar (laughs) you like did it shock did it shock is like Joe Burrow. Like you (laughs) did yeah exactly. Did it shock you that that the Raven, like Lamar played like did it really shock you?
0: No, not at all. And that's that would shock me
1: to the floor if Patrick Mahomes played like that.
0: Yeah. If he had the game Lamar had, we'd go, was he concussed? Yeah. Like, like... did he get hurt? What happened? I mean, and this whole discourse this week about Lamar has been, I've seen so many things comparing him to Clayton Kershaw, where it's like regular season beast, postseason comes, and he just loses his ability to do the main thing he's supposed to do, as we saw with Kershaw in the playoffs last year, where it's just like a complete and total unraveling when the playoffs come. It's like, it's a good comparison, but I look at other NFL quarterbacks who were, multiple-time MVP superstars who struggled in the playoffs. Obviously, Peyton Manning comes to mind first. Like, look at his games the first six seasons of his career. Yes, he turned the ball over a lot. A lot of those games were in New England, so he's playing in weather. But there was never a game like this where it's just like clear from the second the game starts that even though you're at home, even though you got that home crowd behind you and you have an epic defense, it's just not going to happen. Like, we can't complete the ball down the field. It was... It was really rough and again I say this with all respect to Lamar. Like, I really like the guy. Obviously everyone in America was rooting for him last week. Like I sent you all those memes like you had the Avengers in every country in the world and every company and every team was all on the Baltimore side and then Casey it's just them alone. It's like he was our guy. We put our, our faith in him and then the second the game starts you're like, This is a guy who he needs to run the ball to be successful in the NFL and either Spagnolo called a perfect game or Munkin called a terrible game or maybe Lamar just doesn't have it when it matters
1: if he's going to win he has to play his his brand of football which whether he likes it or not is not a pure pocket passer or no. like even close like he he has to run and that, that that's okay like who cares how you win right but the thing, the thing is why it's just that's never won, really, like running the ball. Like eventually when you get to the playoffs, you play really good teams, you play really good defenses, and yeah. you have to eventually – like I've said before, if your position is to throw the ball like quarterback, you have to throw the ball. Like that has to be – like it's part of the job description. Like It's like if you draft a, a receiver, you're like, oh, man, just his hands are a little sus. Like that's a problem when you play receiver. <laughs> Shoot,
0: like – yeah. Shout out Troy Williamson, two thousand five yeah, like, Vikings first you know, round pick. Exactly. Like yeah. you if know, you can't catch the ball, it's a problem.
1: Like you know, like baseball, like you play shortstop, like you better be able to field the ball. Like <laughs> you cannot just like kick the ball around. Like even if you hit forty home runs, like like we had Semyon. been an all star, right? With the ball get hit to him, like, dude, no one cares you hit thirty five jacks if like you hit the ball's hit to you <laughs> and that ball gets thrown into the third row. Like <laughs> Like you have, to, like it's part of the job. Like you yes. go, go kick the ball around it
0: in right field. And we were so validated by that when he became a free agent. He signed with the Blue Jays and they stuck him right at second base. Exactly. Second yeah. I mean, it's just
1: like, or like my, one of my favorite players ever. You know, in sports, Brent Burns. Like his thing is like he. I mean, he cannot defend. Some sometimes I mean, he just can't. He's a defenseman he's a defenseman. Can't can't you can't defend <laughs> Carlson. You put up a hundred points. You're like minus thirty. Like. I mean, you have like if you're a defenseman, defend. If you're an offensive lineman, probably should be blocking. Like you could block, like.
0: And probably. look back at the history of the NFL. There's only two running quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at it. It's Steve Young, who was when he retired was the most accurate passer in NFL history. He could also run. And Russell Wilson, who probably would be a Hall of Famer if he wasn't a running quarterback. So it's like, I mean, gotta focus that. Aspect of the game 2019 and 2023, Lamar was excellent at passing in the regular season. Not the gaudiest statistical numbers in terms of yards, but he threw a ton of touchdowns without turning the ball over. He didn't necessarily turn the ball over other than that once last week, but it was just like a lethargic performance where it was clear from the beginning that Munkin had him in the pocket. Spagnola was thrilled to see that they were throwing the ball downfield and trying to do a pocket passing game, and it all just completely unraveled. So, back to square one for Baltimore after their first AFC championship game that they've hosted since the early 1970s. Tough for those fans, but Casey's moving on. Super Bowl 58, Niners. Um, they're minus two and a half. They're wearing the white uniforms. Is it down to one and a half, or
1: is it up to two? So it
0: was two and a half. It went down to one and a half, bumped back up to two. Today it's back at two and a half. Um, I saw Kansas City in some places. You could get the money line on Kansas City at like plus 120, which might have to drop a little something on that, just as something that you can hedge during the game if they, you know, if they get out to a big lead. But um, big game, basically a redo of the 2019 Super Bowl down there in Miami. We're doing it in Vegas this time. Uh, Niners are wearing white. Kansas City's wearing red. Going to be Usher at the halftime show. Big game. 2019 redo. Um, Going into the football side of things, as an impartial observer, I want to bet KC because the Reed-Mahomes duo is such a massive advantage over Shanahan and Purdy. Like, it's a Super Bowl. You got to go with, you know, the guys that have been there and that have won it in the past. I have a lot of confidence in Reed and Mahomes, but um, can that elite... SF roster make the difference when compared to 2019 like let's look at the offensive and defensive matchups to watch from a Niner point of view but also like basically when you look at the game in 2019 where you had that 10 point lead in the fourth quarter do you think that this team is better in terms of the aspects other than quarterback and head coach than the 2019 team was relative to KC at that point like is this a more beneficial matchup than 2019 was when you take the quarterback and coach out of it? Because it has to be if you're going to win this game.
1: It's a really good question. Um, well, you said take it out. I I don't think we could take it because I do think – I think Purdy is a significant upgrade from Jimmy, specifically to this matchup, because I don't think we're going to be able to block their front. Um.
0: McCaffrey Charles, an obvious upgrade.
1: Charles Amenahou who injury you know. is big. He's yes, like he's a solid edge rusher. He was on the Niners last year. He was he's a good player. Um, Chris Jones is going to feel like that priority number one is someone's got to block him. Um, he will wreck... and also Chiefs. It, it, I remember like in 2019 batted a lot of balls like mm-hmm. a line of scrimmage. So, um, I think Purdy being able to move and we saw that tenfold last week. I mean, he's an athlete. He, you know, again, is not Kaepernick, is not Lamar Jackson, not Michael Vick, but, like, he can move. And I think just moving in the pocket to set up to either just get a first down or, like, throw the ball, like, you know, evade some pressure, set your feet, throw downfield is going to be big. Um, I think our defense is is much worse than than it was 2019. (laughs) was 2019 damn good. Um that was Bosa Buckner, Armstead, D Ford, like Fred Warner was there. Dre Greenlaw was a rookie, but Quan Alexander was there. That's when we had um Richard Sherman was was on that team, and it was like much better than it is now. But on that same thing, I think our offense is much better. Like our wide receivers last time were Debo Samuel as a rookie, who I believe if the Niners were were to finish that game off and win, I thought he would have been the MVP. Yes, um,
0: it couldn't have been Jimmy.
1: Um and Emmanuel Sanders towards the end of his career, solid. But yeah. this year it's going to be Brandon Ayuk, Devo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, George Kittle, Christian. Ike. it is that that part is a lot better.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and Trent Williams.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have a first ballot
0: Hall of Fame left tackle that you didn't have last time.
1: Um. Yeah i I don't know because I
0: i. I would say this Chiefs team is significantly worse than the Chiefs team you faced. I don't in 2019. know though. Like, well,
1: nice? it is offensively, but their their defense, like their defense, does not get enough credit. Their defense is really good, mm. really good. And like if they, if our Niners offense this year played against the Chiefs defense in nineteen, I think they put up a big number.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the Chiefs this year, I think, are going to put up. I don't know. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco might have a huge day. He might be a sneaky like
0: MVP. They've set bit. the over under for this game at forty seven and a half. You and I are both leaning over on that for sure, right?
1: Well, I hope it is <laughs> because mean, if I, it's a low I, if it's a low scoring game, I mean I, their defense is better than ours.
0: Mm-hmm. Which who would have said like, that? Like
1: every freaking football game, right? It's like we all say all this talk about the game, but like, what does the line of scrimmage look like? You know, like, can we block Chris Jones and like, can we block in the run game and like, and like, con- conversely, can we get pressure? Because we really haven't against Jordan Love and, and 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 Jared Goff. I know Detroit's defense or offensive line might be the best in football, mm-hmm. but and, and the Packers is pretty pretty good too. But like, if we don't get somebody
0: pressure, on your D line, has to step up. Like, if we I don't mean, get pressure, yeah, it's.
1: Cartoon. like then we have to then we have to we have to blitz and that leaves us exposed
0: and as we've seen when you blitz Mahomes you lose like there's it's literally he is the best quarterback ever against the blitz if you send blitzes against him you know he picks you apart with these little dink and dunk throws and then if you don't blitz him he'll usually find some space over the top like there's a reason that the guy is in most people's mind already the third best quarterback of all time um, he's 28 years old, he's in his third Super Bowl, been to six AFC championships, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs for a reason. Like, this guy is an absolute beast. So that's the number one matchup off the top is Mahomes against the Niners D. Um, Bosa has to have a career game. Uh, if, if he is essentially stifled by double teams, then it's going to come down to guys like Young, like Randy Gregory, guys that you've been dogging all year, who just have to step up for this big moment and um, basically I think your thought based on what you've been telling me all week is you think that the Niners defense is a significant step down from what they were last year what they were in 2019 and oh, that yeah, they have to step even, up in this game for debatable. you to have any chance.
1: That's not debatable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's just crazy because if you have told me we would have played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl like a month ago I'd be like we're going to hammer and now i'm like like i'm kind of shocked we're favored like a bit
0: Um, i tell you every week when when i always tell you the lines right when sometimes when the niner game isn't even over and you get pissed when i do that but i I yeah you
1: were like oh next week it's niners Cheese. i'm like can we just recover the onside kick holy shit
0: (laughs) you're like please do not send that but i was like look it just came out two and a half and it's back to two and a half. And that just goes to show that Vegas looks at the Niners roster and they have this entire season and they go, that is so far and away the best roster in the NFL that they have to be favored. Um, I believe in 2019 they were also favored, but it was only by one point or one and a half. Uh, so they think this is a slightly better matchup than it was in 2019. And I think that's partly because of Purdy. Like he is a, at least a one, if not two or three point upgrade over Jimmy G as to you know what Jimmy G was in 2019. Purdy's such a dynamic player. His element of running the ball last week was basically what got them over the hump in the second half. I mean, he had, what, two 15-plus yard runs to pick up first downs late in the game that led to TDs. I mean, the guy's a beast. He has to come through in this game. It's, you know, the third greatest quarterback ever. Against Mister Irrelevant in his second season, people don't talk about that enough. It's like one of the great underdog stories in sports recently. Did you
1: see the? Did you see the thing? I saw it on Bleacher Report app. Oh, like uh, Bosa talking to Purdy. No. So, oh, you haven't seen it. Um. So basically, yeah, after the championship game, like they were in the locker room, um, and uh, Purdy still got the uh, the hat and T-shirt on, like over his shoulder pads. And Bosa's got, I think he's still got the hat on, but he's, like, shirtless. Um, Number one, Bosa looks gigantic compared to Brock Purdy, like, even in (laughs) shoulder pads. Yeah. Um, But uh, Bosa looked at him, he's like, he's like, can you really believe you're doing this, man? Like, honestly. And the guy's (laughs) like, he's like, Purdy's like, they got a camera, like, in his face, too. It's from inside the NFL, like, that show. um, Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, "We, we did it, man. And then Bosa looks like he's like, no, seriously, dude, like, like.
0: Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, he didn't
1: say (laughs) that, but like, no, seriously, dude, like. Like, did you really have this? Did you really think you were this good? He's like, you know, I mean, you could always play better. He's like, he's like, no, like. He's like, man, like, I was a second pick in the draft, and there were times, like, I lacked confidence. Like, he's like, you were dead last. Like. He's like, did you really think you could be here? He's like, you know, just, just game, man. they like, you know, high yeah. five or whatever? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, uh, uh, he's like, man, I just, it blows my, he, Bosa was like, it blows my mind that you're like, the last <laughs> pick it was like you're this. I was like, it was, it was, it was just like surreal, like Bosa, like you know, probably like one of the most highly touted, you know. You know, I mean, he was clearly the second. From,
0: from when he was like, 15 if that's my point. It's like
1: yeah. he like he was getting scouted when he was like, you know, eleven, especially because of his genes with his brother and his dad. Like, yeah. and then Purdy's like, dead lasting and Bose is like, no, seriously, like, how does a guy, how does a guy like you like be this good? He's <laughs> like, because it almost like he kind of was like, yeah, man, I kind of thought you were a bum, but like you're not, which is kind of cool. <laughs>
0: It's like a a true blue blood yeah. telling telling him, "Hey, you're a member of the club now." Exactly. Like, this is what it, like, know, even though he like, you're on my level. Which... Yeah.
1: Like he's like, man, he's just like, I couldn't believe it's just like blows my mind that you're this good because <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It's like Bosa and Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey, frankly, were like born to be NFL superstars, and then there's Brock Purdy who's like. I mean, he could be, you know, working at a Shake Shack in Iowa right now. He looks like he—he he looks like nine. when
1: he shows up to the game, he looks like he's going to class.
0: Yeah, <laughs> It's another one that I know when my mom watches the Niners, she's like, how old is he? Like, that's her first thought when she sees him. Like, she used to say that about, you know, uh, various A's players back in the day. I remember Ryan Sweeney was on the A's, and she was like, he can't even drive. How is he playing? And it's like, when you look at Brock Purdy, I swear to God, I, I look at him and I'm like, he could be. You could tell me he's sixteen years old. I would believe you. And there he is, carving up. You know, everybody. Yeah, like he's five so. and one in the playoffs. I cannot believe it. And we don't talk about it enough. Obviously, in the Bay Area, they do. But like national media writ large, they they always look for ways to knock him down. Because That's what gets like, me.
1: Like he always gets ways to knock down. And, I, and I'm not just, even just talking about him. But like they always look for like reasons why things happen for other guys, right? You know, yeah. like. I can't underestimate like I don't like Lamar seems like a good guy, but like that was just a horrible look like this this bat, like for just in terms of can you can I win with this player mm mm-hmm. and like no one on the like I feel like I think I saw Stephen a like like he was a choke job and like I don't <laughs> think it was a choke job because they didn't do like it, I think it was more of just like no they tried to like throw the ball and he just couldn't like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just, it's just crazy. It's like some people, especially there's so many like former players on these like TV shows now. Like, do you remember being especially the Bay Area? Like, what we think of Steph Curry now, mm-hmm. like, my, I mean, top 10, maybe closer to top five, like, all time NBA player. Mm hmm. People thought he sucked. Or, like, not sucked, but, like, there was a legitimate conversation, like, him and Monte Ellis.
0: They were like, we should trade Curry, not Monte Exactly. Ellis. They're <laughs> like,
1: look at this guy. This little dweeb, like, he's going to be, like, we're keeping him.
0: <laughs> he's not physical enough Ex- for the game. we got to go with Ellis. It's like, tough. And, like, you
1: talk about other guys, right? Like, even when he won <laughs> unanimous MVP, like, other guys in the league were like, nah, we'd rather have Russell Westbrook. Because he's all big and physical and, like, dunking the ball. And, it's and Charles like,
0: Barkley's like, you can't win with him. Yeah, it's like... <laughs>
1: It's like it's crazy. To look back now, but like Pete, like it took Steph Curry a long time to to get over. Like, oh, this guy looks like, like a. He d- finally got to the top when he was like what his eighth or ninth because like you look at LeBron, right? You look at LeBron, like that's an NBA player. Like, holy shit, look at him, like mm. built like six nine two six, like a lo- locomotive, and it's just like, well, <laughs> yep, that's what it looks like. And Steph Curry, who's like six three, like one seventy, <laughs> whatever he is, I don't know, two hundred, I don't know how big he, much he weighs. It's like this guy. Especially
0: when he came out of college, he was just uh, yeah. He goes to know, Davidson,
1: like, and then Purdy, right? Purdy is that last guy at recess picked, and then turns out like all these cool kids in school are like, don't want to admit that this guy might be better than all of us. <laughs> and it's like, th- like, there's nothing that kid could do, like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: I-, I totally get what you're saying because it's like, like, what does all he the- have
1: to do to be like, <laughs> like? Because I really believe he could win the Super Bowl. God forbid, he could win the Super Bowl MVP. People are still going to be like, the roster. You know who had a good roster? Lamar Jackson.
0: Like <laughs> You know who had good rosters uh, like, seven different times? Tom Brady. You
1: every <laughs> Super Bowl winner ever has had a good... Like Have you ever seen a guy win? Like, Patrick Mahomes, like, oh, he's a great one. Okay, well, he's got arguably the greatest tight end ever. He's always had a... Well, the times he's won, he's always had a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill... Like, Chris Jones, Hall like, Chris yeah. Jones, like, he has Andy freaking Reed, like, like, again, like, let's stop pretending. Show me
0: an example where the infrastructure was terrible and a guy still won the Super Bowl. It's like, there is none. Like, you have to be, you have to win as part of a team, and I think people just don't look at that aspect of it as much because they want to find a way. And to just, just the Niners, like,
1: it, like, they've taken the philosophy of building a
0: team. Yeah, like what we, what I've talked about in a sport that more and more becomes centered. It's around a quarterback, and, and
1: and Kyle's like I'm, Kyle and John Lynch believe it's easier to build a team that wins, like the Niners, more than it is building a team like the Chiefs, who what they, I mean, I mean they've done a good job, you know, Brett Veach and obviously their team building a roster, but they they win because they found Patrick Mahomes.
0: It's easier to find but, multiple superstars at multiple positions than it is to find a first ballot Hall. Because like the Ravens
1: the think guy. they did it the, the Chiefs way, right? Like they think they, they have not. the quarterback, but they didn't <laughs> because he's not he's not Mahomes.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, D- and Dallas has thought that for years, and they don't have the, the only guy. guy I
1: really could yeah. say has been Joe Burrow. But even then, like again, the, another underrated thing about Mahomes, he's consistently good. He's consistently healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Burrow has missed I mean he missed almost all of the entire twenty twenty season or his rookie year. Um and then he's missed most of this year. Like it's and Lamar has missed a bunch of time over the past year. That's few the other seasons. thing
1: too, like like say Purdy went down, like it would blow big time. But like there are people who do believe Sam Darnold could come in and like be serviceable, right? hmm Like, I think what happened to the Bengals this year with Jake Browning, like that's not common. Like mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson goes down, like I know Tyler Huntley was a pro bowler, but, like, hmm. Uh, Josh Allen goes down. Who the hell is even their backup? I don't even know.
0: Like, <laughs> It's like Matt Barkley or something.
1: Like, you know, I would say Jalen Hurts goes down, but, like, you know, then he had uh, – Mariota. Oh, yeah, this year. I was going to say last yeah. year he had Gardner Minshew, but
0: – Yeah, Minshew, pro bowler this yeah. year. God, the pro bowl but just like, does it not just, matter this, anymore. That's a
1: whole other thing. Like, if somebody gets hurt on the Niners, right, like – it's still a good team. Right. I don't know. It's, it's a good thing. Like, I, I would rather build it the Chiefs way. Like, if I got Patrick Because it's Mahomes. more sustainable long term, like, right? I Like, because like, I got Mahomes. Like, yeah. I... But, but when your thing is like... There's only one of him. So, there's no other team that could build that.
0: And quarterbacks can play for 15 years. You can't have a great roster for 15 years. You can't have trent williams and really hard. george kittle and all those guys for 15 years you can't so yeah i totally get it that's why this is such a great matchup it reminds me a lot of um that old school you know oh one uh super bowl between the pats and rams where it's like you got the one team with kurt warner and the high-powered offense and everybody's like oh there's no way they can stop and, that, and then you got this team with the second year quarterback drafted late you're like hey watch out for them pats So this will be a really good one. Uh, Obviously, we'll make our picks and look a little bit more into that game later. Let's go to Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week, America's Favorite Segment. A lot of different uh, candidates here based on last week's games. Zay Flowers, I feel like Dan Campbell shitting his pants in the second game really took a lot of the attention away from Zay Flowers. For about a five-minute stretch there, he killed that entire team. Uh, One of the dumbest penalties I've ever seen. Catches a long bomb. That was the first positive play for the Ravens in, like, two hours. He was the, he catches the ball at
1: that moment. He was the ball. immediately
0: bomb. taunts and severely taunts the uh, corner that he burned. Just, like, stands on top of him, drops the ball on him, points at him. I'm like, what a freaking idiot. And then proceeds to fumble <laughs> the ball into the end zone while jumping over into the goal line several plays And then he later. hurt his hand
1: slamming he his hurt. helmet.
0: Slammed his helmet through a tantrum on the sideline. He would have been my pick for bum of the week, so I had to drop him first. Lamar Jackson, again, this is one where he's the MVP of the league, so you can't call him a true bum. It's got to be multiple weeks of shittiness, but that was the worst game of his career at the worst possible time. Todd Munkin, who... Was getting all these accolades, even apparently head coaching interviews, based on how good he did this year with Lamar getting him the MVP, and then called just I think the worst game of the playoffs by a mile by an offensive coordinator, John Harbaugh. I mean, we're going all Ravens here. They were just an absolute disaster, poorly coached. Um, I think there was five unsportsmanlike conduct or they had a lot or uh, personal fouls on the Ravens. Um, that's not something a Harbaugh team should do, and they did it at the worst possible time. And then Josh Reynolds for his epic drops, uh, two of them on fourth down that really cost them a chance to have a shot there at the end against the Niners, but there was only one way to go this week, Joey.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it really honestly hurts my uh, football heart because I freaking – I really do. I love this guy. I love this I, – I, I love his team. I'm really glad we won, obviously, for a lot of reasons. Breaking news. But, like, I remember before the season – I thought about this a lot. Before the season, we did a podcast, and I said, like, do you know a big reason why every, a lot of people root for the Lions is because they haven't won a playoff, like, a big game, playoff game in, like, a, a while? So they haven't pissed anyone off. Mm-hmm. Well, like, they would have pissed me off if they would have beaten us <laughs> in the NFC Championship game. And I didn't want to, like, hate the Lions because, like, I, I love the 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 whole story. So, but yeah, the jack on the bum of the week this week is Dan Campbell. He... You mentioned a lot of guys who cost their team. No, no single person cost their team more than him. Sadly, absolutely, I think even more than like like Zay Flowers. I mean, you could argue him. I mean, gave up a touchdown basically, and but still, they lost by ten, or they lost by seven. But I, I just head coach to make several. I mean, just reckless decisions. Um that they really weren't that like, I can I can live with Zay Flowers diving for the end zone trying to make a play. I really I could. I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a Ravens fan, but you could live with that. I can't live with not 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 taking a seven point lead on the road at Levi's in the NFC Championship game. I just can't do that. I can't. Um,
0: he, as you said, he had multiple chances where he had the foot on the neck and he could have just ended the game. And both times he tried to go for style points and it, it killed him.
1: Yeah, he was Yeah. Yeah, he did. He went for style points, which he already had to fight one, really.
0: He had he had ripped one kneecap off and he, oh, he tried to go for the other. He bit <laughs> his own
1: kneecap is what he did.
0: Yeah, I mean again, when he was hired, you and I made the joke after that press conference, like, what a freaking blockhead idiot, like biting a kneecap while well, wearing a suit. He's like, We're gonna bite a kneecap off. I'm like, yet another idiotic lion's hire and then, boom, he got him to the doorstep of the Super Bowl before big, he finally kind of crapped his Big balance. win for
1: them that uh, they kept uh, Ben Johnson, too.
0: Yeah, against all odds, it was like Washington was basically telling well, It was weird. He kind of
1: went hired... Josh McDaniels on him.
0: Yeah. Like, they were on the I'm... way
1: there, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm taking myself out.
0: Every and Washington then, like, you, you, fan you see thought everything was...
1: leaks, right? You just never know, like, with the media now. Because then, like, Schefter would be like, well, like, you know, just I, I heard he just didn't interview well. Like, he just he didn't get the... And then he's like, no, I interviewed fine. I just, I want a lot of money. Or, like, it's just all this stuff. It's like, you never really know. But it's like, um, it's kind of crazy that Washington, new owners and everything. Like, they hired Adam Peters from, from us. And, and he's, I mean, he's got a heck of a resume. So you'd think they'd there be more on the right direction to doing well. But they still, they're, I mean, it's not a good look when you're like the last team without a head coach. Like, that means no one. Like, Carolina, for crying out loud, hired a coach. You know, I I mean, I know maybe not everyone wanted him, but
0: but big win for the Lions to get Ben Johnson back and it speaks to, you know, how much that staff loves Dan Campbell and loves working for him, but like you said, this was the biggest moment of his career. He as he said, he may not get back here. This may have been the Lions best chance, you know, that they'll get in the next 50 years after having basically no chance to win the Super Bowl in the last 50 years. It's like obviously a huge moment for the Lions franchise and uh, to to have it be the coach that really lost it for you is devastating. Obviously, Josh Reynolds gets a lot of the flack as well. But, I mean, two different chances to just put the hammer down and win the game. And, man, tough, tough spot for Dan Campbell. Jack in the bum. Of the I, just, I just think, like, what around. would
1: he have gained if they would have gotten it? You know what I'm saying? So, say you convert on that. You still might kick.
0: Exactly. And they were both mid-40s yard field goals, you know, not like chip-ins, but not You know, think about it this way. What if
1: they convert that, and then, like, two plays later, like, somebody fumbles? You know what I'm saying? Like, no one even looks at, at, like, the decision. Oh, no, they went for it, and he got it. Like, what a great decision. Like, no. Like, if you don't kick and take the points there, you do, like, you're more susceptible to turning the ball over. Like, you know...
0: Most analytics savvy fans and like fans of the other team in that situation, so Niner fans, they'll look at it.
1: I wanted them to go for it.
0: Exactly. They'll 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 say whatever I want them to do. I want them to do that. Like I don't want you. You're in that situation. You're like, please go for it. I don't want to be down 17 points. Please go for it so we can stop them. Like they should literally have someone on the sideline be like. Uh, We just did a quick poll of the uh, Niners fans. Yeah, Um,
1: like, who in the booth... They want
0: you to go for it, so let's kick it.
1: Who in the booth is like, oh, Dan, like, whoa. Whoa.
0: Like, send the kicker out against his wishes, you know? The special teams coordinator just shoves the kicker out there like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We have to kick this one, so tough spot. Um, Obviously, great thing for Niners fans that you're in the Super Bowl, but feel terrible for the Lions fans who got that close to the impossible dream. Um, Let's go to the You Like That Picks of the Week. I just want to hammer something home before we get to our our final pick of the season. So the season is essentially over. We got one game left. We went 5-2-1 on our preseason futures. We did four preseason pods where we basically picked what would happen this year, Uh, and we went 5-2-1 on those futures. Then we went 47, 39 and 4 in the regular season, and so far we're seven and five in the postseason. That works out to 56.2% of our picks have been correct. Assuming all the bets are at minus 1,10 odds, you need to be 52.58% to be a long-term winning sports better. We're at 56.2% after last year being at 60%. Like we are long-term winners, just a couple of absolute knuckleheads who all we do is watch football. And look at us. If we had been literally betting, you know, big amounts of money on every one of these games, we'd be super, super profitable. Look at us. I'm, I'm just so proud of what we've accomplished here as two guys who just watch football and have no analytics background whatsoever. So tip of the cap to us. Sometimes you just got to pat yourself on the back. 56.2% for 2023. Great work by us. Um, one more pick to go for the season. We're taking Kansas City plus two and a half. There is a way that you can accomplish your dream of the Niners winning a Super Bowl and us still winning this bet, and that's a 1- or 2.9-er win. Um, like I said before, I really trust Mahomes. I really trust Andy Reid. This is a game where you've got a guy in Purdy who is at the apex of his career. Uh, some might say that like this is one of the most unlikely rises of any athlete ever against A guy who could be the GOAT 10 years from now. And if you're willing to take the upstart guy in that situation, more power to you. I will take Mahomes with the points every time I can get it. Kansas City plus two and a half. The final. You like that pick of the year. Um, Thanks everybody for listening throughout the year. We've appreciated the feedback. Lots of comments when we post these picks. And sometimes people are just giving us so much shit. But numbers don't (laughs) lie. 56.2% this year, folks. A um, couple things left to do before we close out the pod. Get Joey ready for that Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, let's start with the Feels Great Baby, your wildest take you feel best about currently. We were texting about this all throughout the Kansas City-Baltimore game. Um, you have a, a, a take that I think a lot of people will agree with, but that not a lot of people have been thinking about recently.
1: Well, I don't know how you can think about it. Because, like, this would be the Chiefs' fourth Super Bowl in five years appearance, which mm-hmm. has only been done by the Patriots and I think the uh, Buffalo when they went four in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my 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 take is like this is this is the Patriots all over again, and it they might I mean they're right there. They're, they, I mean they, I'm not going to say they win more, but I mean
0: as long as Reed wants to be there. You know, well, there's quite he, a bit of
1: rumors he might retire.
0: Right. He's in his mid-60s, but I'm like, if he wants to go another five to seven years, this could be exactly what Brady Belichick was, right?
1: But, like, in a weird way, like, better. <laughs> like.
0: More symbiotic. More. Th- there's no, like, angst between the two guys because they seem to love each other, Reading Mahomes.
1: But even, like, them in the front office, like, too. Like, they draft well. Like, the Patriots haven't drafted well in forever feels like, mm. um. Yeah, I mean they're 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 the Patriots. They're the New England Patriots. The standard is, has been set, and I, there's no there's no saying they're not going to be here next year because this this last year was supposed to be a rebuild year, and then this year happened, and you're like, well, oh, this is definitely a down year, and it's like they're still and they might be back to back champs.
0: <laughs> and and really a lot of people would say did not hit their full potential in either season and still might win back-to-back Super Bowls. It's absolutely insane. The Pats were in eight straight AFC championship games from 2011 to 2018, but at that point, Brady was in his, you know, goat reign at that point. This is Mahomes' first six seasons as an NFL starter. Six AFC championships, four Super Bowls. It's like nobody has ever been on this pace, not even Brady. Brady you said the point that you were making and the take that we want to hammer home here is after Brady left new England, we said we will probably never see that kind of dynasty in a salary cap era ever again. And yet here we are six years later and we've got another one.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. It's like, if you look at the next five years, Even it's just crazy. Even talk like this, but like, what would it, the next five years? What do you think the Chiefs over or under would be for titles, Super Bowl titles?
0: Probably one and a half with the with the appearances in Super Bowls being two and a half. I would think, and but even might then, but take it, the over. That's <laughs> the
1: next five years. So forget this year. Next five, that's so that's potentially like, say two, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if they win this year, they got three. Hopefully they don't.
0: But can they say Reed coaches five more years? I think is the point you're you're trying to make. Say he coaches the next five and then retires, beyond five beyond this year, you would expect them to win at least one, if not two, if not three. Like so, say Mahomes gets to five titles by the time Reed retires. Holy shit! Like they could be better than the Patriot dynasty.
1: And like Brady, and very much unlike Belichick, if. Mahomes is still there, and Reed leaves. Granted, they probably won't find somebody as good as Andy Reed, but, like, I assume they'll have a really good coach. Like, Brady ended up going to Tampa winning with, you know, Bruce Arians.
0: It's, and there will be no shortage of coaches who want to coach him. Like, everybody will be falling all over themselves to be coaching him uh, whenever Reed calls it a day. But the point you're making is, like, Imagine after the '98 finals that some other team won six titles in eight years from '99 to '07 or whatever in the NBA. You just immediately had the next Jordan, like right there. Like, yes, you had LeBron, but LeBron wasn't competing for titles until '07. He lost, and then he finally won in '20. I'm trying to
1: think. The closest thing would either be like the Spurs or Lakers,
0: right? And the Lakers won three, uh, the Spurs won four, but it was in a what was it a 14, 15 years. Yeah, stretch. they won like I
1: think they won like won five in, or was it five or six? Was it four? I think it was
0: five. They won in ninety nine. But it, yeah, it 07. was like fifteen
1: years. Like they never won back to back. Like it never was like.
0: There's no just dynasty after dynasty that's long term like this. So essentially, the Patriots were at the top of the NFL standings from two thousand one to two thousand nineteen, a nineteen season stretch. You're like that will never happen again, and they had the same head coach and the same quarterback the whole time. Like that's never going to happen again. Well, Mahomes and Reed are already at six of those years. They're a third of the way there. Mahomes is 28. As long as Reed wants to keep going, and as long as they can field, you know, at least a semi competent roster around him, this is like dynasty part two. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I mean they're winning Super Bowls in their down years. <laughs>
0: We thought after they lost to the Raiders on Christmas that they were toast, that it was like, oh, How they got. How do you
1: not think that? I just <laughs> like but then you look at it like a, at a micro level like I know you liked Miami, but like I was like Kansas City I was pretty confident Kansas City would beat Miami like just
0: Oh, and by the Miami's way, I forgot to mention this soft. earlier. Uh I picked against Kansas City in the wild card, divisional and championship round and lost all three of those bets against the spread like i'm not going to do it again that's partly why i picked kansas city there i looked back at our stats over the course of the season i picked against kansas city seven times and they covered in six of them so i went one and six against kc like that's the kind of thing that back in the day you'd see patriots favored by seven and a half on the road you'd be like That's crazy. I don't care how good Brady and Belichick are. Like, seven and a half on the road against a good team? That's nuts. And then they would just win by, like, 31. It's like we are in that type of a football situation again where why would anyone ever bet against KC? I keep doing it. What an idiot.
1: Yeah. No, I I did. But, like, and I I was really confident against Buffalo. I was not. I I bought into the the Ravens. I really did. I thought they were – but it didn't shock me that the Chiefs beat him. Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, to... to Heart
0: of a champion, to, well, to,
1: I was just about to say, to be, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And you, no, no one's been able to beat the champ.
0: Maybe, <laughs> well, it's all maybe up maybe to Brock numbers. Purdy now. <laughs> it's all up to Brock the Glock Purdy. Um, let's close the pod with a couple silly things before we, we get to that Super Bowl weekend. Um, first of all... I want to discuss the difference in watching a Super Bowl with your team involved versus without. So this will be your third Super Bowl where your team's in it. Uh, My brother Evan has had three of those as well with the Seahawks in 05, 13, and 14. Um, Obviously, it's different. If it's, say it was Kansas City against the Lions or whatever, you would watch the game and you would eat some snacks and you'd chat with your family and friends and you'd drink some beers and, oh, it'd be a good old time, but... Give us the perspective now that this is your third time doing it. Like how different it is on Super Bowl Sunday like, with your family and with food and with all those things compared to when it's a neutral game.
1: I mean, it's wild. Um, first, like you know how players say, like especially they're going to go to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Like the, you'll hear the coach and the, the team be like, "This is this is a business trip." Like <laughs> this is this is, a, this is a business trip for the fans too. Like. Yeah. I'm not gonna say Super Bowl Sunday won't be fun until, if and until they win. Like, <laughs> no part of it is gonna be fun. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, I still eat a lot. Like, that's still the same. But like, you know, it's not like oh, like oh, what's the coin toss? Like oh, the halftime. Like dude, the halftime is when we're taking a dump. We're going piss. <laughs> Like, we're going to go cool off, might change yeah, clothes. Yeah, take a little
0: walk around the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. like,
1: you know, exactly. Um, and, like, just decompress. Decompress. Mm. I, this is probably the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl. Not because of anything with the team, but just, like, what I think we're going to be, like, doing and stuff for the for the game. Um <sighs> oh because yeah the the ravens one i the i remember like we had it was that my it was at our house and my parents had like people over i, I like didn't want to watch the game with like you <laughs> know like that's a huge part of it you know yeah like especially if your team's in it like everyone at this super bowl party like better be into this freaking game or else <laughs> like because the last thing I want to hear is like somebody tell me like oh it's just a game like, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> no, no thank you. Um,
0: go watch it somewhere else.
1: Yeah. So, um, I remember the Ravens one. My nose just started bleeding during the game. Like didn't anything. It just started bleeding. Um, and then the the Chiefs one kind of wasn't because like we were like moving like. My parents' apartments, they sold the house and stuff. So we watch it like in their, like just apartment, like in Newark. So it was mm-hmm. like, you can't really like run and scream as much. Like, you know, I don't know, the whole apartment complex and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a smaller TV and like small room. Uh, but this time it's going to be like, I think we're going to be watching it um, uh, at her cousin's house. because so they got a big area, big TV, several TVs, indoor, outdoor. Like, it's a whole nice thing and and uh and uh yeah again there there's going to be people i know that want to watch the game and care a lot about the game so like if i yell and so, i'm not going to this cool thing i'm not going to throw anything it's not my house like hey i can't do that like <laughs> like it's okay to punch my wall like don't punch their wall
0: which please give the the fans at home a glimpse of why the niners won last week it wasn't anything that happened on the oh field. yeah 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 there was actually it's another pants incident game. that led the to pants it. The pants or the no
1: pants game. So, yeah, my wonderful son just, I don't know, something didn't agree with him or something. But he just kept, like, just throwing up. Not like throwing up, but, you know, like, just, like, <laughs> bit. Like, and I mean, not like drool. I mean, like, projectile. And it got, like, all over my pants, couch and everything. Like, but he did it, like, three or four times. So, like, eventually, like, uh, I just said, screw it. Like, uh, I just took the pants off. So, swear, like the whole second half for the most part, I watched the game in, in just my, like, boxers. That and it. that's when it, it
0: all turned around. It all around. turned around. So, it was it was, it was Luke. Who knows, might have, to,
1: might have to do that in, in uh, somebody else's house next week.
0: Whatever it takes to win the game. You're going to be superstitious. I know you're not usually, but you're going to have to be for this one. Um yeah like I said at the top of the pod third chance for you with the Niners hopefully it gets there hopefully you have a nice crowd of people around you to celebrate with if they win because I know that's a huge moment for a sports fan I haven't experienced it yet got to see my brother experience it in 2013 it just looks like so much fun hopefully I'll be there someday too um, Super Bowl Sunday we talked about last year like some of the pros and cons of going to someone's house going to a Super Bowl party all that this year Let's rank our top Super Bowl Sunday snack foods before we close the pod. People on TikTok especially love when we do these lists because they love shitting on us. But, you know, it's fun to get the debate going. So I will go first. We're going to do five to one. So I'll start with my number five, Super Bowl snack food rankings. Number five for me. This one's kind of going off the board, but it's a tradition of ours Jamie always makes these pigs in a blanket from Trader Joe's. Frickin' love them. So that's going to be number five for me on Super Bowl snack foods. What's your number five?
1: My number five is shrimp. Like, just fried shrimp. Like, just put in the air fryer or something and, like, crisp it up. Then dunk, dunk it in a, some tartar sauce. I'm not a cocktail sauce guy,
0: okay. really,
1: but shrimp and uh, tartar.
0: Okay, so we're going that number five, fried shrimp with tartar sauce. I'm going number four. I'll go nachos. Uh, Back when we used to do the Super Bowls at my parents' place, I would always do like a massive plate of nachos for everybody. For me, it would be, you know, some really good hefty mission tortilla chips, some black beans, uh, some ground beef, a shitload of uh, Colby Jack cheese or the Mexican shredded cheese that you get at like Safeway. And then sour cream, guacamole, and sometimes I would put some black olives. So, love some nachos. I'll put that at number four. What's your number four?
1: Jalapeno poppers.
0: Which Interesting. I, I don't
1: think they're at too many Super Bowl parties, but um, between the bread and like the, the jalapeno and the cream cheese, mm, I don't really oh, dip yeah. them in anything either.
0: No, they don't need it. Super delicious and nutritious, right? Just fried jalapeno peppers stuffed with cream they're cheese. They're on my diet. Oh, absolutely. The uh, the Atkins diet, they're killing it. Um, number three for me, I will go shrimp as well, but I'm going to go shrimp. Just the regular chilled shrimp with cocktail sauce. When people bring this to like a football watch party, people are probably like, shrimp, what the fuck? I love that. I will attack those shrimp all day. Love them. You don't feel super guilty when you eat a bunch of them like you do with fried food. Freaking love popping some just chilled shrimp with cocktail sauce. That'll be num- my number three. What's yours?
1: Tacos, specifically like small street tacos, like the one I'm on now is chorizo. Like oh my god, that's my like just oh <laughs> like like yo soy Jose. Like that's with me right now. Right with these tacos, um,
0: yo soy fiesta. Because I'm
1: like not, I was not a taco guy, and then like a couple years ago, I went to this like work party for uh, Kayla's like work at the time, and they had a taco truck, and I was like. Or that taco truck, like taco bar, like they hired, you know, a company to come and cook. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really a taco guy. Like, you know, where's like the, where's like the burgers and hot dogs on the grill? And then I was like, all right, I'm so hungry. Let me try it. And I just freaking loved it. And like, ever since then, I've been just taco, taco, taco. Like, and yeah, chorizo and like, you know, beef. Carne
0: asada, the classic. Yeah,
1: shredded, shredded chicken too. I like
0: Dude, so we have a place right by us uh, called Tacos Guelaguetza on Melrose Ave, if anybody wants to go. It's like one of my favorite restaurants. It's just a shack out in front of um, uh, uh, Safeway, and I love going there. Last week, I got 10 street tacos. Oh. I got two asada, two chorizo, but then I also got two lengua, two cabeza, and two suadero. So what are that's those? The, the tongue, the head, and the breastbone of the cow, and it's like... I would never order it in the past, but I look at the meat in front of me and I go, that looks so good, especially the Cabeza for whatever reason. It's like fat, you know, fat laden shredded beef and it's just so flavorful and good. I love street tacos. That just missed my list just because Super Bowl Sunday, I don't necessarily associate it with street tacos. It's hard. uh, I'm not going to lie. It's,
1: it's, 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 uh, it's it's fantastic though, but like Um, where we're going, just final thing on like they, they do, um. Like they, they, like he goes and gets like this, uh, meat from like a, you know, just like street vendor and, and like, uh, yeah, they make it real, they make it really easy and convenient to eat the tacos.
0: Yes. Then that's the key for, for Super Bowl Sundays. You got to be able to wolf them down while looking at the TV, you know, can um, you eat it standing have... up? Yes. If you can't, it doesn't count. Um, for me, number two. It's a tough one here. I'm going pepperoni pizza. I know it's not like a poppable food. It's like a big old slice of pizza. But for me, I always associated Super Bowl Sunday with big, gigantic, extra large pepperoni pizzas for like everybody to share. That's number two for me. Where are you going?
1: Nachos. Nachos are higher for me. I like nachos a lot.
0: What are your (laughs) go-to nacho toppings?
1: Obviously, super piping hot cheese um, jalapenos definitely like some shredded chicken I always used to love that at the A's games that's the helmet mm-hmm. nachos shredded chicken um, sour cream guacamole um, and uh, yeah I'm not really a beans guy on nachos mm-hmm. um, oh and then like some salsa
0: yeah of course gotta go there and then number one for me Breaking news for everybody. It's number one for Joey, too. Wings. I yeah. mean, wings were made for Super Bowl Sunday. For me, personally, I go boneless wings, and I go boneless wings from Wingstop. I love the uh, Honey Barbecue. I love Original Hot. love Louisiana Rub, uh, Garlic Parmesan, Lemon Pepper, anything boneless from Wingstop. That's number one. They start taking their Super Bowl orders like three weeks in advance. Cause everybody Do they really? Knows, that's the shit. Wow. Yeah. Boneless Wings gotta be number one, folks. I mean, if you're having a Super Bowl party and you bring over like 40 of those Wingstop Boneless Wings, you are a superstar. Um, Alright, any parting words of wisdom before we go? We got the Niners in the fucking Super Bowl, dude. I cannot yeah. believe we got to this point. The well, pod has manifested it.
1: Like, yeah. I just, I don't even know. It's just, it's it's uh, it's surreal. Because like, yeah, you know, I... Now the third... Day in my life, I could wake up and like, wow, might be it. I see the thing is like, I, I really want to get like, like I really want it to be like a big, th- a big deal, you know? Like potentially mm-hmm. if they win, it's so, like I do want to like have champagne, like I, I want to spray some like in the backyard or something.
0: Absolutely.
1: And like, I I I want to like get a cigar or something, and like I mean really like we're doing this, mm-hmm. so it's like to buy all that, and then like I thought like, dude, to do all this and they potentially like lose <laughs> is like. Got to be just like a very like <laughs> empty feeling.
0: So when the, when the Seahawks won in 2013, we did not tell Evan that we had a bottle of champagne in the fridge. We did that without him knowing because I think he would have lost his shit if he was like, "Don't buy that." It would be like it's terrible luck. But we did it. We stashed it in the back of the fridge, and then when they won, we brought it out to him, and then he was shaking the um, the champagne bottle and he was firing it off, and he didn't know that I had already left. Ran around the corner, filled up a giant bucket full of water, like ice cold water, and I dumped it on him in the middle of his uh, spraying off the champagne. And I, he was just like so excited, and I, I hope that you and and all the folks over there at Kayla's cousin's place can all celebrate a massive. I might night take a victory. dump. I
1: mean, not dump. I'm not going <laughs> to take a dump. I uh, say a dip in there. They like got a pool. I like just just run and jump in the pool.
0: Just the second that yeah. the clock strikes zero, just sprint out of the house and jump in might as well do that too I don't know uh, we may stop by for for a quick um, pod or a quick video prior to the Super Bowl but in all likelihood we'll be back on February 12th the day after the Super Bowl to recap everything um, hopefully talking to a still inebriated Joey uh, after an <laughs> epic Niners Super Bowl victory <laughs> thanks to everybody who's been with along along with us for the ride if you're a Niner fan and I know the majority of the people who listen to this are good luck Good luck in Super Bowl 58 and Taylor and Travis's reign of terror. America is behind you. Uh, I'm a Vikings fan a to cool my summer. core. Yeah, send them off. It's going to be a cruel summer for all those, all those KC fans. I'm a Vikings fan at heart, but I will say, faithful to the Bay, let's go Niners, Super Bowl 58. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. This is another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast.